Hello everyone, uh, welcome to Mind Podcast 53.0, your weekly source for news, views and analysis and analysis of news. Uh, this is Adit Kapadia coming to you on yet another Newsy Week uh, from Houston together with me, Pramod Kumar Bodavalli and Sananda Vashesht. How's it going people? Good, how are you Adit? Pretty good. Very uh, good. Ready to discuss some, dissect some, yeah. and have a little bit of fun. <laughs> mm-hmm. Especially uh, with a lot of uh, activities going on uh, both in the US and India. I think mm. it's been not a specific event-based uh, newsy week, but a lot of bits and pieces bits and of pieces, small things yeah. happening A lot here of there. snippets here and there. Absolutely. Uh, so, Sunanda, uh, mm-hmm. are you invited to the Karachi Lit Fest? Or Anupam Kher was the only Pandit invited? Uh, Anupam Kher was the only Pandit invited and uh, he was not given the visa. <laughs> so, ah. it became a huge... Um, Controversy in India. Um, the controversy was not that why was he given the visa. The controversy was that it's um, uh, uh, Pakistan did the correct thing by not giving him the visa, and the Indians were saying that. Ridiculous. Um, I mean, who was? So um, a lot of our friends uh, on the wrong side oh of my. the spectrum. <laughs> but um, it's interesting. So, so he was invited, and then he was invited the by Karachi Literature Festival, and he was um, the. Person who was organizing the festival had sent mm. the uh, invite and everything, and they were supposed to Karachi Literature Festival organizers were supposed to arrange visas for all 18 people or 17 people who were 18 people, I think, who were supposed to go there. Um, 17 out of 18 people got the visa. One person didn't get. 17 out of 18, all Indians got the visa. 18th person, Anupam Kher, did not get the visa. It's not a big deal. Before this, also a lot of people have been de- denied uh, visa. Um, very famously, Praveen Swami has been denied um, mm. visa several times to um, uh, Pakistan. Awesome. That does not bother me. He always gets a raw deal. <laughs> he always gets a raw deal. <laughs> so that's not what bothers. Listen to that statement again and com- comprehend for a 30 seconds. Go on, Sunanda. <laughs> so, denial of visa does not bother me. I mean, this is not a friendly country. Yeah. And it, and visa, mm-hmm. in any case, is any country's but, prerogative. But, but what is funny is that before Pakistan could jump in and say why the visa was denied or anything, that's a different thing. Our friends, our liberals, they actually started saying that it was the correct thing, that um, it was right. Pakistan's refusal of visa was correct. So, Ashok Chopra, I think, said that he's in solidarity. He's not going to the Lit Fest, Because right? he's the um, uh, publisher of... Um, uh-huh. So, I did not know if any anyone else said. I mean, I have not read no. much on it. Is the backlash because Anupam Kher stood, stood up in one of those other liter, uh, literature festivals? Quite uh, possible. Festivals yes. Like Jaipur yes. And, yes. And then, he did. Then I think he also had an interaction with Abdul Basit on Twitter or something, mm-hmm. on, uh, who's the Pakistani commissioner who offered commissioner, and then yeah. nothing worked out and so forth. I mean, it's, it's a public conversation. Yeah. Everyone can go and take a look. But... But as I said, the visa is not the story. The story is exactly. what happened after that. As I said, it's the country's prerogative. They don't want to give the visa a big deal. I mean, that's not the mm-hmm. problem. Mm-hmm. The problem is that, you know, our friends here in India, they were actually justifying Pakistan's refusal. That is what was shocking. And the point is, if you don't agree with um, Anupam Kher's politics, great. And there's no problem. If you don't agree with the cause that he is standing for, that is fine. Bash him on domestic territory. But you cannot go and actually seem to be standing with Pakistan for denial of visa and say that Pakistan did the correct thing by denying visa. I don't know what is the opposition to. I mean, uh, is is the opposition that Anupam Kher took a position that they were uncomfortable with, and uh, so oh, it was all. Anupam Kher has been saying a lot of uncomfortable things lately. Um, Not uncomfortable for everyone. Yeah, he's been saying a lot of uncomfortable (laughs) things. But but I have to add something, right? 
people are not used to taking uh, and a lot of uh, quote unquote you know chatterati they're not used to celebrities uh, popular people taking positions yeah. and even if they are they're only used to taking one side of of the spectrum yeah. so when the celebrities are standing up for the other side also yeah. you know there is a, a, a conflict or a debate and stuff and people don't want to have these debates I know. Right? and it's interesting that um, people sort of say that he is um, uh, modi government's uh, this thing people forget anupam kher's trajectory they forget that he was with anna movement a very prominent face of anna movement standing against everybody for the longest time he fell out with um, Arvind Kejriwal. That's a later story. But he was prominently standing with Anna movement for a long time. So he has been in this activism mode. Uh, uh, and people also uh, blame him for saying that he has not spoken for Kashmiri Pandits. I want to publicly deny that right now. No, and what in 1994, 90 is when Exodus happened. In 1994, Anupam Kher in Delhi, I was there in Shri Fort Auditorium, um, addressed about, um, I would say about 2000 Kashmiri Pandits and talked about Exodus. For And from since then, I mean, one gets busy with a career and everything. That's another story. But to say that he has not stood up for Kashmiri Pandits is wrong. No, I saw a tweet saying that, oh, the famous non-resident of Kashmir, how dare they deny the visa and stuff. How is he being not living in Kashmir or something have to do with anything? You know, if you want to espouse a cause tomorrow, do you have to be born? I mean, I'll tell you something. I feel very strongly about the Pandit cause. Uh, do I have the right to speak up, Sunanda? For the, if, if I, it's I mean, true, and, and it's tell you true that Anupam is not the direct um, victim. How does it matter? But that does not matter. I, I, I am not. I, I have been born and raised in Ahmedabad. I have I have read about the Pandits. I mean, I was one year old when this, this whole tragedy happened. So there is no way that I would have known in 1990. Or probably I was not even speaking back then. It, it, it is like this, Adit. Uh, there is historical proof that uh, King Ashoka persecuted Jainas, huh. Jains. Uh, in mass huh. yeah. and uh, killed and plundered and pillaged even before the advent uh, he became Buddhist right. because uh, uh, sorry after he became a Buddhist because somebody blasphemized against the Buddha yeah. so are you not supposed to feel pain for that even? yes I mean so so this is probably this is, his grandfather felt felt more pain than me I, I did so, so this, this, this <laughs> so, whole history this is where the leftist narrative has been very yeah, selective in very selective. not being able to say that there is there could be pain on both sides these are anti-hindu leftists that yeah. populate the uh, academia in india yeah uh, and that is unfortunately the and i don't know how kashmiri pandit cause is a hindu cause we might be hindus but how is it a hindu cause it's an indian cause it is it not is, a, no, no. it's a no, no. bunch of no, no, no i mean it is being the, it, it the is question is were they persecuted because they were hindu yes but that's not only a Hindu cause. No, Every no, no, right I, no, no, no. Agreed. I am agreeing with you. It yeah. is an Indian cause, but that is also that is one part. But the second part is also they were that they were yeah. persecuted because, because they being were a Hindu. Hindu. No, yes. what I'm saying is that you cannot say um, that um, you know only Hindus can have sympathy for um, Pandits. You cannot say that. I can understand about Ram Janambhumi. Ram Janambhumi is something that only Hindus will feel that kind of thing for because obviously because of thing. But Kashmiri Pandit cause is not like Ram Janambhumi cause. It is a bunch of people who have been for the first time since Indian independence have been thrown out of their home. It's the largest exodus that has happened in India. How can it be a only Hindu cause? It is not an only Hindu cause, yeah. I take that back. It is yeah. more of an Indian cause Indian per cause. se. 
and uh, anybody getting displaced in such large numbers because yeah. of whatever they believe in and india has exactly. historically stood up for people yeah. even not just people of indic origin but yeah. people who were persecuted outside have always found a home in india the jews the Pers- the the Parsis, many many people famously yeah so i think anupam cares uh, unfortunate uh, you know uh, you know relationship with this issue has somehow uh, become a little bit more uh, political in nature possibly because of his wife possibly yeah. also because uh, he is echoing the the sentiment of uh, no no and you are and forgetting also don't forget uh, the padma bhushan thing that was awarded a week ago they were mm-hmm. you know saying all sorts of things but the fact is that uh, whether the awards are politicized or not i don't know probably they are probably of course they not. are no, and no, then no no my point is have. yeah they are but what i'm saying is you cannot deny the body of work what he's done you cannot deny he went the... and gave gurudakshana to mahesh bhatt yaar the biggest ever uh, critique of uh, so called right wing huh. mahesh bhatt has been he made his the... career with saranch yeah, that's why right. yeah why. great movie so you can't you know an artist you know that is one yeah, part and of he it. has a music, acting school the actor prepares doing, yeah, doing yeah. some good and so i mean regardless i mean i don't want to talk about that what i'm saying is this is a whole part of the controversy you know there was this march then there was this thing yeah. that he, video he made for times now for kashmiri pandits yeah. then the padma but i do want to say i do want to say that people who are denouncing him need to know that anupam kher has been in um activist mode for a long time if you remember his dilkhush school it was for um, mm. children with specially mm. abled um, specially abled children he's been doing that for a That's long time the problem so, is not that the problem is they are not used to people taking a political a position, position on no, the but, other side of the spectrum but, but yeah. then it's also become sharply divided uh, i all I, i was always of the opinion what is wrong that the advent that? Uh, yeah. the advent of narendra modi has cleared the air uh, that you can't be right in the center yeah. anyway. see i tell you something right or left. michael moore went on the stage in oscars and lambasted george w bush right we have not we have not seen anything remotely close to that on film fair or something you know Except in fact once a couple of times um a when shabana azmi went on the uh, thing and sabdar hashmi's death huh? that is when no, she no, made the political sabdar hashmi's death and the second time when um no. shekhar kapoor yeah. went with his hands handcuffed huh. after bandit no no no, yeah, yeah. no 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 but he has they have not made political speeches is this michael certainly not you, yeah certainly, you should sorry certainly not anupam kher huh. and just to correct you a little bit on hollywood also I remember in the 1970s Marlon Brando had gotten the Oscar for Godfather which he rejected. Right. He made a Native American girl go up on the stage yes. uh, and deny uh, I mean he he basically um, you know said he will not accept the award the girl made a speech mm-hmm. about the persecution Native Americans. So some of them have used the stage yeah. some of them have not Anupam Kher has certainly never used the film fraternity film for his uh, political statement. Agree. Your support helps us bring you new voices, fresh voices and credible voices. Thank you for supporting this mind podcast. Support for this mind podcast is being brought to you by Vamsi, um Abhishek and David. Thank you. No, so yeah, so the point I was trying to make was that uh, I agree with both of you that uh, statements have been made, but the level at which Mike that that statement that Michael Moore made in the Oscars, I don't think we've seen something like that in India. I haven't at least. Yeah. So, and I mean, I'm I'm happy to be corrected. It could have been in regional cinema, and we yeah. don't know. I mean, you know, part. As I said, rights. other than those two instances, huh. um, it has happened in South India. So, no. yeah. so what I'm saying is. 
who knows we might yeah. see something like that happen someone say in support of an event or someone say against an event not against an individual or something but at an event someone yeah. might go up and say so pata nahi kya hoga but denying see the problem i have always have with the kashmiri pandit issue is denial complete denial as yeah. as to it never happened <laughs> nobody came um, to delhi or if Jammu some or of us were not as vocal as we are um, 10 years from now or 20 years from now people would actually think that we were and i've, I've said this publicly that if we were not as uh, vocal as we were mm. the whole um, narrative would have been that suddenly we were um, you know caught with this wanderlust and we had to go out we packed <laughs> our bags and one fine morning went out to um, uh, you know because of course kashmir mein to kahan kuch khoobsurti hai i know so we just went out to discover the world people would actually think like so, that but, but, but i'm i'm glad that all of us are being vocal about it it's hmm. very important um you know hmm. such instances cannot be forgotten exactly yeah absolutely so coming to from that from politicization to hardcore politics in yeah. india and uh, a very interesting thing happened the greater hyderabad municipal elections took place and uh, the trs swept Yeah. everything i mean <laughs> except for the mim strongholds yeah. where the mim managed to retain and they swept everything including congress right. tdp and bjp yeah. all of them were in single digits all of them yes i think yeah. together also they were in single digits no <laughs> um, probably just just crossed or 10. just crossed it so uh, so what is the tier no, is it really that popular coming, coming back yeah. to my favorite line that i used after bihar that you know they they had to move the finishing line because they were nowhere in the frame <laughs> i i think my my understanding as to what happened um, having gone to hyderabad just as recently as two months ago uh, there was lot of filth piling up and again bangalore beats hyderabad in that uh, race but uh, hyderabad also had seen years of neglect because of the telangana issue mm-hmm. what was happening was there was a flight of both intellectual mm-hmm. uh, and also financial capital that was happening because mm-hmm. of the uh, the scary situation that was the, the prospects were that there would be physical possible physical violence against people of andhra and uh, mm-hmm. other regions uh, because of the election, electoral rhetoric but that never happened mm-hmm. it, this was just again one media entity creating uh, trouble for the, against <laughs> the other in andhra everyone owns I, a media channel I, I, yes everybody South every political India. party ha- mm-hmm. owns a channel more so and and more so ksr and his son and his illustrious daughter all three of them have very acerbic tongues they have no control over what they are speaking but then uh, i have experience with so many people who are acerbic in nature but really don't re- reflect that into actions mm. you know there's a yeah. you know chillana sabhi andhra log ke bare mein ye karna but that was part of both electoral mm. strategy and also possibly accumulation yeah. of that anger that had mm. been there for a long time i have always believed in the necessity to split uh, the that that state andhra pradesh into three states actually that was my plan <laughs> I, i will never be allowed back into andhra pradesh oh, I because i have always felt that hyderabad should be made a union territory oh. or a co- common capital oh. in fact i have always believed that uh, again this was not my suggestion this was ambedkar suggestion that hyderabad should have been the second capital of india, india. to solve that issue that even uh, sardar patel was, was facing at that time so he had the vision baba saheb had the vision and that is what i was kind of echoing that if there are three different regions speaking different dialects of the same language mm. the mother language telangana has interspersed with uh, urdu persian marathi uh, you mean telugu has interspersed with Tel- uh, those languages telugu. in telangana uh, right rayal seema telugu has kannada and uh, tamil interspersed with it and andhra, andhra telugu, telugu has oriya 
has a little bit more sanskritized so that is why where their arrogance come from people from andhra feel that their telugu is more, more pure because it's more something. sanskritized okay so this was a historical thing Problem. that was happening and that was my solution i was always part of that show if you remember i mean yeah. i used to go and you know try to uh, separate the warring parties the the popularity of the kcr comes Patel. from one one very big thing he knew that hyderabad the development that had happened was basically done because of ulterior motives and yeah. i have always believed that whenever uh, ys rajshekhar reddy or chandrababu naidu would say that they were the ones who developed hyderabad they brought the brain industries. they brought the industries i never subscribed to that yeah. i knew that hyderabad was always a city which lo- with lot of potential and these political parties were doing it for their own purpose mm. you know they were doing developing high tech city and yeah, yeah, yeah. you know the real estate around that and all that that same strategy backfired against tdp and bjp again this time when they were touting that they con- uh, they converted hyderabad from a violence and communal prone city in 95 uh, in a span of 10 years into the jewel that hyderabad yeah. is today yeah. which is what ktr the son of kcr who took over that election campaign command mm. he completely uh, said that you guys are Basically. I want to ask you two questions. Uh my question is right now is, are we seeing TRS for Telangana and TDP for um three, Andhra Pradesh and there is no scope for any other party. That's my one question you can answer both uh, later. And my second question is that why is TDP not making any inroads in Telangana? No no but after I, I'll let uh, I'll let you take that question but I have one intervention on this. That Uh, I agree. Sudhir actually warned about this on the uh, hangout that we did, the Mind Makers one year hangout. Yes, he did. That he, that uh, this BJP and TDP are going to be. I'm glad um, you brought yeah, that point. Yeah, bashed in the yes. elections if they don't get their things in order. Clearly, yeah. they did not. So I would urge everyone to see this YouTube debate that we had three weeks ago. And another thing I wanted to add because um, I have friends in Hyderabad, and I was talking of, apart from you, of course, from home, and they were saying that the electricity issue had been reasonably. resolved or was on the path of reasonable revolutions that power cut had decreased and that a lot of that was attributed to the work that some of the union government did this was not communicated to others and people thought that this was because of and KCR. if you remember sudhir said the same, same thing, thing on that right. yeah so, so was that a factor in this also just to address two questions from sunanaji and then i'll uh, take your question are <laughs> first thing is why i would say these three parties control and will continue to control substantial chunks of regional um, mm. uh, i would say uh, politics is because uh, kcr is supported by a very large influential community called the velamas mm. caste mm. Uh, tdp is supported by the kammas mm. and slightly by the kapus now the kapus are moving away because of that kapu reservation issue so ysrcp is uh, supported mm. by the reddies and the christians so this is the constituency mm. you are dealing with upper caste go from here and there they really don't have one party they subscribe to yeah. sometimes bjp sometimes congress and depends on which wind uh, where the wind, the wind is, is going, going. Uh, so that is where these three powers are here to stay kind of like the tamil nadu model where the bjp will not hesitate to ally with the dmk or admk mm. in 2009 trs came and joined the nda people don't remember that yeah i remember so there is a possibility that they will come the back and join the nda that ludhiana hum to aaye hai sath mein aur ko bhi layenge so kcr is a very wily wily guy he will side with congress yeah. bjp same goes with tdp same uh. goes with these three regional parties are here to stay with their caste constituencies 
that they will get their 15-20%. So is TRS becoming like a BJD of Orissa? Correct. It will continue to rule the rose for the next 10 years. Without Jai Panda. I am an admirer of Jai Panda. Because I am a firm believer that regional satraps cannot govern more than 5 to 10 crore people. This is my political statement I am making. They cannot. Once they exceed that 5 to 10 crore people, they become bursak like Aklesh Yadav. They can't manage it. That is why it is smaller. I am a votary of smaller states by the way. I agree. So where do we see YSR Congress? here now. Vaisar no. is uh, no longer no there longer in, in Telangana. Telangana. It still has its pockets in, in Andhra, Seema, Andhra and Rail The point you were asking is why um, TDP is not because TDP was caught with uh, their pants down on two uh, scams. One was the uh, uh, Revant Reddy cash mm. uh, scam mm. that was mm. just a couple mm. of months ago. And then the second thing is the the touting of uh, uh, the success of Hyderabad as their own, that TDP mm. brought this, TDP did this, mm. we were the ones who came from outside mm. and did mm. this, mm. that completely boomerang, that they will never recover in Telangana. TDP mm. is gone. Oh. And what about the thing you were saying about the electricity? Deal? Electricity, they did a good job. Again, uh, KCR has this uncanny ability of making every central scheme his own. His own. They will, he, he will not give... But that is to, politics, isn't it? Yeah. So, I mean, I know. So BJP, exactly. So, BJP cannot claim, you know, sympathy on that. It's their failure. local leadership should have gone and said that, look, after what happened, the flight of capital, we were the ones who were instrumental in bringing all of these projects. There was never any public show. There was nothing like a... Communication failure completely. So, BJP in Andhra and Telangana right now is in dire straits. BJP has greater potential in Andhra than Telangana because Telangana, there is strong leadership, which is unquestioned in the next 10-15 years. Nobody can fight against TRS. Gone. Only in Andhra, where your upper castes are vacillating and again this Kapu issue, mm-hmm. where whoever gets mm-hmm. the Kapu support mm-hmm. and uh, Pavan Kalyan who formed that Janasena party, mm-hmm. he himself is a Kapu. Yeah. If he sides with this Kapu reservation issue, then whoever gets that Kapu vote become, will become and, the and next And let me issue. ask you a very controversial question here. Uh, do you see Purandeshwari to be the X factor in Andhra? Maybe. Maybe. Maybe because she's the one yes. out to split TDP. Exactly. TDP That's what I'm coming yeah. to. So, um, so the, together with say Purandeshwari, and she's quite popular yeah, also. Yeah, yeah. So her and uh, Pawan Kalyan together. Uh, you can sweep the election. Mm-hmm. That's that is what a I'm very saying. big constituency. Plus the upper caste will naturally and, come and around. And before, before we wrap up, I would like to say, no one talked about the Congress. They went down from 53 seats to God knows where. <laughs> At one are. point no. in United Andhra, Congress used to, it used to be Congress bastion. It they got lost. 33 seats they in 2009. The only remaining bastion they had was in Kerala and Telangana. Telangana is also going to dissolve pretty soon with some of them joining yeah. either, uh, either TRS Not or anymore. They are the principal opposition in Telangana because they were the ones that said that Badi Amma or Choti Amma and Milke Telangana ko. Before we get to our uh, next topic, um, I do want to say that this is Mindmakers production. This Mind podcast is brought to you by the Mindmakers team. This uh, podcast is produced and edited by Adit Kapadia with the help of our team in India. The panelists for the um, podcast are Adit Kapadia, Pramod Kumar Buravalli and Sunanda Vashisht, which is me. So the civic uh, problems that Hyderabad was facing, which I also saw, was really addressed uh, only at least uh, very in a cosmetic fashion by the MIM and Congress. They have completely dis, uh, I would say, dis, dis, distanced themselves with anything to do with GHMC, you know, whether it is sewerage, whether it is... The, it was a rotting uh, kind of a city where in, in between KCR was trying to build this uh, metro, again, uh, some new projects were being brought over. 
Congress MIM never had a chance to basically win this election although MIM did get in uh, some pockets yeah. but TRS did the right thing by you know the one and a half year they tried to bring the capital back they mm. did uh, some uh, projects now they are trying to develop Varangal which mm-hmm. is a second tier yeah. city so in their own small fiefdom KCR has established firmly his and his family and his uh, caste people and unless so bjp has a face or something bjp can have no bjp can be a second opposition party the mm-hmm. first opposition party can also be a, a either a reddy's uh, propped up regional party based yeah. on KCR's failure but again that space who there's a competition to be opposition in telangana yeah mm-hmm. but they in in andhra where there is lot of anger because of the division mm-hmm. that anger has subsided there was a anger about the special status also but all these projects because of nda's mm-hmm. uh, government being there uh, started pouring in mm-hmm. and so chandrababu has ha- will have a very big uh, political uh, you know next 2 or 3 years trying to uh, satisfy the kapus trying to mm. ensure that his flock remains loyal to him compete with the money and muscle power of the other uh, sub regional parties so it's it's going to be tough for chandrababu in the next few years mm. in andhra pradesh uh, no and then there was another uh, another thing also um, and bjp was completely you know res- uh, resoundingly thrashed in uh, andhra no but they did extremely well in haryana so people who are saying that uh, in the local body elections so a lot of people who are saying that oh they are losing the grip in haryana they did actually ended up doing quite well so this is this is the thing that we sh- uh, when uh, people are talking about bjp getting a hammering in gsmc another truth is they did spectacularly well in haryana no again it, they have good leaders i i know a lot of these young uh, leaders uh, the age group 35 to 45 i would say hmm. both in andhra and telangana that can be groomed to at least uh, be right. responsible opposition leaders mm. take up civic issues and all mm. that it, it's got a long way to go probably. yeah but before before we end uh, this week's podcast plus rohit vemala's uh, suicide also affected uh, yeah. bjp but I, so telangana uh, trs did not say any make any comments on no they supported uh, the uh, the agitation they agitation. supported ha okay. they they, they mm. fished in trouble waters then ultimately found out that he was not an sc and backed out but then the damage was already done mm. so no, both so revant reddy's controversy uh, mm. controversial uh, jailing mm. and rohit vemula did add up uh, to that of course but and then but but then again this is not a single i mean a sweep is never just a single cause thing it's like i mean this no. is a sweep no doubt about it they have given a clear mandate i am sure ksr will do whatever it takes to Sustain. get hyderabad uh, to uh, its uh, you know pre eminent status Mm. it's one of the best cities to live with cost of living at the lowest mm. yeah. hyderabad and ahmedabad are the other two cities <laughs> you know that i i felt com- competitive uh, in mm. pricing mm. uh, there's a lot of good potential to happen mm. in interesting points yeah. um so yeah that was on the gms elections before we um, end the podcast today the wanted to refer to i rarely uh, plug our own stuff except for mind makers but individual but um, and then this this actually started with the both things so sunanda saw this double, uh, wall street journal about african uh, islamic group right uh, top story islamist in, groups um, yeah. wall street journal today an interesting story how mm. uh, radical islam is sweeping through africa and claiming chunks yeah. of land and that today, is something i think people should be 
thinking about and interested in. And this morning I was watching a special uh, Vice News report on um, uh, Nigeria and Boko Haram. And what is, a lot of people don't know that they, I think, uh, killed a lot more people in 2014 than any other group. And it was it was shocking uh, for me, some of the facts that came out. Uh, of course, there are some local issues as well. And I'm not saying that take everything they report at face value, but what from what I saw and from what I've read, it's a very scary uh, thought. And the poor citizens, the way they're suffering, I mean, you know, the women and... Uh, they, they interviewed a, a commander of the organization as well uh, uh, and uh, the, 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 prime, the president of Nigeria, I think. Both. The, yeah. the uh, ferocity with which Boko Haram and ISIS is operating in uh, North Africa and uh, certain pockets is just uh, unmatched, mm. I, I would say, in the past uh, 100 years. Uh, especially because Africa has always been a kind of an uncharted territory. You know, first it was the West, then eventually mm -hmm. the Northern and the Eastern parts, it was the Middle East that was exerting influence. Mm -hmm. For some time, they, there was peaceful dictators. You mm -hmm. know, they, it has never been a real organized uh, democracy. You know, you've no. got one, that is exactly uh, one what dictator is, yeah. replacing the other. There is that is two, what one. this um, uh, reporter who has um, written this essay in uh, Wall Street Journal says the same thing. That, you know, because democracy could not take root, because gov good governance could not take root. Mm. That is why this has become a fertile no, and, and, and a lot of people in Nigeria were saying that very close to them is Libya. And Libya is like a I mean, it very is a unstable. Bedroom. It's a ticking yeah. time bomb. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, who knows what way it will go. And Boko Haram has already pledged allegiance to ISIS. ISIS yes. Then there is Al-Shabaab and then there are Al-Qaeda groups. Al-Qaeda and um, ISIS both are Sunni groups but rival groups. So, there is a And there are countries which are split. Now, Sudan is North Sudan and South Sudan with they have split on ethnic and also religious lines. Now it has become such a, uh, I would say, a, a, a very dark continent, unfortunately. Mm -hmm. Africa with such a potential. potential. The only bright spot I would say was about a couple of months ago when India came, uh, you know, into the con you know conference in um, Kenya. Yeah. And uh, certain issues pertaining to Africa's development. And uh, the, India came and pulled its weight and muscle to try to also side with Africa on its issues on uh, yeah. trade, on mm. uh, so many different uh, international laws which Africa was not getting represented. I would uh, not just representative uh, uh, nature, it was more of India siding with Africa on some of these development issues. So I, that was the only bright spot I last think the year. world needs to stand with Africa at this moment. I don't know what we can do. I don't know what um, can be done. But to plunge it further into the darkness. Reverend Desmond Jihadi Tutu darkness. said once that when the white man came to Africa, we had the land, we had the Bible. Was that him or Jomo Kenyatta? Uh, no, both. Uh, I, I, uh -huh. It's attributed to both at, yeah. at, at yeah. times. Now they only have the, the Bible, Bible but the land belongs to, the they don't have the land, control of the land. <laughs> Unfortunately, with such vast natural resources, the cradle yeah. of man, I would say, has always been Africa. Africa. The people moved from Africa to other parts of the world. And uh, the... Um, I mean, look at Zimbabwe. I mean, it's it's not because of this violence, it's yeah. because of Mugabe, what he's no, no. done. I mean, it's it's yeah. a sad story. It was yeah. so prosperous 20, 30 years ago. Yeah. But I do request everyone to read this and see how radical Islam is spreading. Yeah. It is, they, right now, they do want to create this caliphate in North Africa. Mm. And um, it's not in this and global and this world, and I would I would urge everyone also to watch that Vice News piece yeah. on Boko Haram because 
the visual impact of it i mean it has affected me deeply after because you you watch uh, you know you hear about these stories and stuff but when you actually hear from the survivors you see pictures of that absolutely shocking and uh, it it does have some very graphic images so you know just yeah. uh, warning about you know I, and i don't think any there is a solution to that because there is some a, a defunct organization called african union which basically is supposed to be a subset of uh, united nations have its own troops have its own president of african union they are a complete defunct organization yeah, yeah. with no boots on the ground no reportage no resources at their disposal uh it's, it's sad that a country a uh, continent, continent that size africa is, with yeah. its diversity such beauty <clears throat> is descending to utter chaos absolutely yeah. and <clears throat> before we end the podcast um a quick comment on the iowa caucuses uh, now i'll tell you something uh, a lot of and i'm going to quote uh, a guy from uh, i think a senator or former congressman who tweeted this uh, just rephrase his tweet because people are going gung ho oh has the donald trump juggernaut stop or something he said that in 2008 we got uh, president mike huckabee and 2012 give us president rick santorum <laughs> iowa iowa is the most unrepresentative US state when it comes to the national mood I don't even it, know why they have caucuses there No okay they do but I'm saying don't yeah. don't juxtapose that with what the hell is happening in the rest of US and even in New Hampshire because New Hampshire they're saying Donald Trump is set to win quite handsomely and probably Bernie Sanders might win very good very well because of the, the proximity with Vermont What Adit is trying <coughs> to say is guys we don't know Yeah we don't know. Yeah. No I do know about this thing that I don't know as in we don't know what who Ha absolutely no I agree with you but mine and Sunanda's uh, bet for lunch is still on whether he makes it till November or not. Yeah <laughs> this is a very close context no, but, uh, a contest as think, far as uh, democratic side is concerned. It was 49.8 and 49.6 at one point of time. That is crazy. And Bernie Sanders has this uh, uncanny ability to point out to that uh, donation all the time that she received uh, from goldman sachs oh. yeah about 660000 dollars or something like that yeah. and keep talking about corporate interest and their influence on the hillary clinton cla- campaign yeah. but then again unfortunately he repre- represents a party and a system that he himself has said that he will not be able to correct he, yeah. his presidency so that is a, a professor running and uh, pr- proposing no. a theory which he feels will fail in practice bernie gives me no hope uh, no, that's why I keep this saying, is something i want want but us then to liberals do don't give me any hope. Uh, just for the heck of it i want us to discuss one day whenever we have a little more time uh, what will be the prospective cabinet of a president trump or a president sanders because they hate everyone equally <laughs> and, and, i think no, whoever no. wins the nomination the other person should be on the ticket so bernie and <laughs> imagine a ticket with bernie and trump Trump and Bernie. Oh Because you know, it's, 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 it's never happened that the president and vice president came to blows in the White House. Um, it, it might come happen. It might happen now. Yeah. It might Bern, happen Bernie's now. Bernie's anger is uh, legendary. So legendary. I, I think President Trump is, uh, you know, soon to be coronated. I think six, seven months from now. You have time. to. You have to. Know. You have to accept uh, and move on. We don't know. We don't, We don't know. know. With that caveat. With that. So yeah, you're saying President Trump in November promote? Yeah. I don't see any opposition. that is uh, so stark in comparison this country is a right of center country you know it is a you know economy that is market based uh-huh. you can't have the kind of uh, extreme leftist ideas that bernie sanders is proposing Uh, that will be the end of America. one I'll, one thing i'll tell you from iowa caucuses though which was a surprising thing the rise of marco rubio the reason why it was is marco rubio is not not your conventional conservative candidate 
right and for him to get number 3 in iowa was a little uh, or that could be a great vice presidential candidate by the so, way so and you don't know, in new hampshire it is very essential for marco to get a number 2 to trump mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. that is another state where he was not supposed to well, yeah do that well so that is so he then he becomes the republican establishment candidate and also he brings that hispanic vote with him exactly. so that is a very big constituency they have been trying to court unsuccessfully because the democrats have that uh, ability uh, with barack obama but the candidates today are not barack obama they are basically still ambivalent no, no, about what whatever i get i have criticized obama many times one thing you can he is probably one of the best orators in the world right now and that charm that he carried in 2008 i was here into that was um, i was doing a political science project at that time when i was um, so i we, we were given a you know to profile candidates and stuff and so i followed the primaries very closely and it was almost a foregone conclusion amongst a lot of people just like it was before that hillary will sweep through the democratic primary and stuff and here comes obama he wins iowa of all the places for uh, uh, the, uh, the first caucus and then uh, you know uh, uh, of course hillary won new hampshire after her emotional speech and everything but the way obama won i mean it was it was it was a very fascinating thing to watch i, I think a trump rubio ticket is a sure I, shot winner but i don't think rubio will want to be a vp of trump because you then no because know. then he inherits his legacy well see a lot of vice presidential with vice presidents with presidential ambitions uh, inherit their legacy he is too young to be a president at this point and people know that he does not have that kind no, of no i mean he's what what 40s i think no i i would still say that mm. the us is not ready for a young president yet very young president and achiever who <coughs> especially because the experience needed to bring the us back from the brink <laughs> that it is right now politically i'm laughing because donald trump has a lot of experience no he you know again he appeals to that kind of a business community they they no, want a business like no engagement person. or governance experience i mean just think about it in indian context how would you think if a businessman but was to problem, be prime minister of the, india but the problem is many americans are feeling that the symptom that they are facing the the, the stagnation mm. of uh, their income the increased cost that they are facing is because there is no business like person in washington no, no. dc so they I, don't like any establishment I, I, absolutely and i agree with you the po- you see that is a point of what makes trump work amongst political people which that, i agree with that you. experience alone is good enough see, huh. for example but will that experience work i am skeptical about that or probably no nothing will work i am just saying uh-huh. i am saying pres- exactly so we are in the same position on this yeah i am saying president Un- by the way if you are wondering why unsuccessful president <laughs> but he will be the president yeah. <laughs> exactly so i don't know yet i'm still going to hold my horses but i'm pretty sure what quite uh, thing as of things like how they are looking hillary looks it looks very difficult for hillary clinton to be the president of united states she, right? yes i i agree the competition that bernie has given uh-huh. the star contrast that people are seeing the debate within the democratic caucus again is that what kind of party are we are we a left of left party are we centrist and bernie is taking them left uh, you know the streak mm-hmm. of leftism in uh, hillary has vanished but oh. then she is not being able to pull the party to the uh, center uh, because she has never represented anything so in the like center so like are democrats essentially just republicans plus social security and healthcare i i, I think so because 
again that healthcare uh, citadel is being uh, chipped away by bernie sanders with this uh, radical proposal uh, because on he has this proposal on colleges on big banks oh by the way if you guys are wondering sunanda had to leave for the la- final 5 minutes that's why uh, you're not hearing her interventions and, and, and that is the reason why bernie is extremely popular with young voters too mm-hmm. you know hillary is not mm-hmm. able to get that core constituency mm-hmm. that rooted and voted for obama so where is her vote coming going to come from yeah so that's it but one thing i want to tell for a lot of people who are watching the american elections the you cannot extrapolate the iowa caucuses to the national mood nor can you juxtapose that with any other state but you can analyze iowa as a state by itself and i personally thought donald trump did not do that badly because ted cruz was anyways people thought that he would sweep the elections probably the margin could have been debated but marco rubio this is not a state where he was expected to do this well so that is the story and the other story is how close i mean bernie probably gave hillary biggest bigger scale money, yeah and I, i think it's going to increase because bernie has not attacked hillary on her failure for the bengazi uh, so he has that Napo. sympathy vote uh, he still he still sympathizes he, he she you know bernie keeps saying that we are on the same side i'm not going to attack the hillary personally <laughs> no, but i have to say that's a, that's a very refreshing way of running a campaign i i have my differences yes. with uh, sanders and stuff and have criticized him for his crazy socialist positions but i, I thought it was a very gentlemanly thing to do when he said that you know enough about those damn emails which is why hillary is not able to comprehensively get that nomination even if she wins new hampshire oh. it's still going to be tough uh, to the no i'm saying bernie is going to win new hampshire because of his proximity again, from vermont again, even again that is what i'm saying even if she comes from behind Achha, and wins okay, new, sorry. new hampshire uh, that is what i meant uh, uh, she uh, has no chance to comprehensively get the democratic ticket because uh, he is giving so many pointers just to give you an example Hillary Clinton and Bernie Sanders have been going at it on several issues one of the issue has been her support for Wall Street oh. Hillary Clinton is completely mum what she re- you know does she want to repeal the Dodd and Frank act mm-hmm. she is completely because mm-hmm. she has been part of the Obama government she oh. cannot deny her uh, you know uh, you know i would say four years with obama oh. so that is where she has a very big disadvantage and only bernie at least the debates will be very funny because all the intellectual questions from bernie will be bouncers on trump but trump will trounce bernie on pragmatic reality of today you know you can't uh, open up yeah, their stance on this refugee issues and what not so i mean sorry we are running out of time we would love to carry this forward but will you if if this does whatever happens mind maker you will hear it on mind well, maker well we will cover the trump modi show in december <laughs> <laughs> Pramod is promising a very, um, what is a very interesting proposition on this. Whatever happens, you'll see. Um, if 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 Modi does come here in September, we would have known who the nominees are. So it would be very interesting to see if he ends up meeting any one of those. He will not stay at the Waldorf Astoria. <laughs> There will be a Trump hotel open for Modi. <laughs> <laughs> lots of lots of innuendos, insinuations made by Pramod in just the last fifteen seconds. So if you have been listening to this. You have made a very good choice. <laughs> we'll be back next week uh, with more stuff, more interesting things. Till then, keep um, keep liking us on Facebook. Uh, only like us once, <laughs> but suggest your friends to like our page. Follow us on Twitter. Follow us on SoundCloud. You can also subscribe to our iTunes feed. Uh, we'll be coming with very uh, new, exciting content in the next couple of months. Do you keep t- uh, tuned to Mind.net? Uh, there might be a few surprises coming your way soon. Uh, thank you. This is Adit Kapadia signing off from Houston. <laughs>